Hi, I'm Carmen. I'm a fellow ADHDer. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm also a teacher, and I'm the host of this podcast, Authentically ADHD. I created this podcast in order to help me reach my goal of helping as many ADHDers as I can to thrive instead of just survive. Are you ready to jump in? Let's get started. Hey friends, and welcome back to Authentically ADHD with me, your host, Carmen. So first, I just wanted to say that I am so grateful that you chose here, that you chose my podcast to listen to wherever you're listening to it, whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're listening on a podcast app, I appreciate your time. I know that there are so many other podcasts that you can listen to. I know that there are a lot of different topics that a lot of different people go over. So I just wanted to tell you that I really, really appreciate your time when you spend it here. Truly. So let's get on with the topic, shall we? Do you get the Sunday scaries? like super bad because you dread work each day like monday's the worst but you dread every single day of work and you'll go to bed every night just exhausted on saturdays do you feel mentally and physically drained how about like do you get things done on time do you feel like you're good at your job how about valued I make that face into those listeners out there. It's kind of a grimace face because I know what, you know, sometimes that can feel like. I've had a lot of different jobs in my life in true ADHD fashion. Um, so it's just one of those things. Um, are you able to follow directions, pay attention to detail, and then get those directions and follow through to complete the task on time. So (laughs) you're not alone. If you have ADHD and you struggle at your job or you don't have a job or it's hard for you to keep a job, you are not alone. You're not alone. It's very common. Um, So that's our topic today, is a deep dive on ADHD in the workplace. Why it's hard, what we can do about it, strategies that you can put in place that work for you, that don't make it more work for you, but that work for you. Are you ready? Let's let's get started. So why is working hard for ADHDers? Why is it harder for us? There are a million different reasons, a bunch of different factors that play into why it's difficult for us to thrive at work. And they have to do with the symptoms that we struggle with, each one of us on our own spectrum, on our own journey. And they have to do with what our work environment is made up of. They have to do with our coworkers, 
our own boundaries, our own ability to regulate ourselves, and our, um, like the flexibility or inflexibility of our job or working hours, and whether or not you're required to go to a workplace or you work from home. These are a bunch of different factors that play into it physically. Then there's also how you think and feel about yourself in the job that you have. Um, your ability to regulate your attention, mood, emotions, and generally just ourselves in and during work hours appropriately. That's very difficult. And then there's our time management skills, our skills in organization, planning, and following through on tasks, which we've never proven to be very good at. Then there's the shame everywhere, the not having a job, the not being good at your job or not feeling like you're good at your job, feeling stuck in a job, not feeling valued at a job getting burnt out when you're in a certain job, saying job is getting very weird. <laughs> um, see, ADHD is a deficit in most of the things that bosses or employers or, would consider like uh, good work attributes or good work habits, such as the following. Being organized, able to plan, able to retain and follow instructions, that's basically our working memory. Getting tasks done by a certain deadline. That is our self-motivation and follow-through. And task initiation is also involved in that. Um, being regulated emotionally throughout the workday. Emotional regulation is not easy for us. Being productive. No, I did not just do two hours of procrastivity tasks before recording this podcast. We have to build in procrastination time, which is the opposite of productive. I try to use procrastivity. I have a whole episode on it. Instead of procrastination, procrastination for me usually looks like avoidance, scrolling on social media, taking a nap. But when I am doing procrastivity tasks, it's usually laundry, you know, um, cleaning, things like that, decluttering, setting out clothes, whatever, um, things that I would need to do anyways, but that get like, it gives my brain dopamine and able to like get to the bigger task and do the bigger task. So on with the list of good work habits. Um, the ability to task switch easily. The, uh, the ability to handle frustration with, you know, our low frustration tolerance. <laughs> and literally all of the other executive functioning skills um, that we, as people with ADHD, a neurodevelopmental disorder, struggle with. We can really struggle with these things. For example, if you have a desk job and you have to sit still and do paperwork all day, um, you may need a few strategies. 
if you, you know, have to file a lot of things and do a lot of like organizing of paperwork, another downfall for ADHD. Um, anything where we have to have attention to detail or anything where we have to get into hyper-focus, but then there's interruptions, not good working environments. So, like I said, if you work from home, keep this in mind when uh, we talk about the strategies because some of these things may be a problem at home. Do you get sensory overload at your job? I do. If you have any good suggestions for the sensory overload that I feel at my job every day, they're welcome. Because sensory overload and teaching is one thing that I haven't been able to figure out yet. Because you can't really wear headphones because then you can't hear the kids. Um, I mean, you can take, I, I take sensory breaks, but they're short. You know, I just really find that doing the whole meditation after work really helps. But enough about me. Let's get back to you. If you have sensory overload at your job, Maybe you work somewhere where you need to focus on a specific task and everything around you is like making you distracted or giving you sensory overload. So what can we do? How can we make our workplace easier, better, more ADHD friendly so we can be our best selves at work? I'm going to challenge you here a little by inviting you to ask yourself some questions and answer them like I do sometimes a lot sorry not sorry this is how I am this is what I do I also don't talk very loud and like I'm a soft-spoken person unless I um, on a rare occasion am drinking or um, I'm like super excited about something and um, I also don't want to blow out your ears so I try not to yell Um, and I try not to you know really put my mouth on the microphone because I've listened to a lot of podcasts and that just bothers. It bothers me personally. Personal preference. If this is not your podcast, that is totally fine. I am not offended in one little bit at all. And I I take feedback very well. I probably used to sound like I was whispering or like I was trying to be quiet because I used to do these in the morning when my whole family was sleeping. I don't do that anymore. I do it during the day when people are awake. And so I I talk, this is my normal voice. I'm not trying to be quiet. I'm just trying not to yell and blow your ears. Sorry, I got really close to the microphone on accident. (laughs) Anyways, back to the questions. I promise these questions will help you. They have helped so many of my clients and they've helped me. And I know that they'll help you. I really do. So depending on what kind of learner you are, like if you're a visual learner like me, I have a free download. You do have to go to one of the episode links to get the show notes. I will try to, I'm going to link it in the description, but sometimes the links on uh, YouTube don't work well for me. But I will try, I promise. So that way you can like see the questions and then you can even print it out and write on notebook paper or whatever. Um, that's the best way I learn, but in whatever way you'll be- you benefit, 
like use this following the following information you you'll benefit whether you answer out loud I do that a lot when I'm asked questions on podcasts. I probably look like a crazy person. That's okay. I am kind of crazy. I own it. It's great. Um, just kidding. Um, answering out loud is great. Um, answering in your head is okay, but it has been proven that answering out loud or writing it down is a little bit more, like it stays in your brain. So first question, do you like your job? If you have a job, do you like your job? Do you truly enjoy your job? If it's an immediate no, you might have um, some thinking to do. But if you do like your job, why? These questions will help you find your purpose and your motivation. Because your big why is the important thing. It'll keep you motivated. ADHDers are not motivated by the regular dopamine reward cycle because ours is broken, remember? So we are motivated for long-term things by a big why. Like, a why do I want to move out? Because, you know, I want my own space. That's a big why. Why do I teach? Because I love instilling knowledge into children at the earliest age possible and showing them that school is a positive place to be and to learn. So if you do come to the conclusion here, again, that you really do dislike your job, you can, you know, journal something out to try to take action to deal with that. Next, what do you like doing in your job and what are you good at? It may seem kind of redundant to start listing the things you do and don't like about your job, but sometimes with ADHD, we get caught up in the everyday. We forget to check in with these things because time is like, what? We're time blind. So, listen, living in reality is super hard for us, and I'm going to repeat that to make it very clear. Living in reality is super hard for ADHDers. I don't know why. It's just, we live in the now, but it's not always reality. Because reality means that you're thinking about the past to do what you want to do in the present in order to affect the future. When you're just living in the now, that's not reality. That's just, I don't know what that's called, but it's just ADHD brain, I guess. Um, so checking in with those things is really important. Sometimes we have to go back and really use our executive brain to check in about are there things we really don't like doing at work? And like, can we delegate any of these things? Are there people that you can delegate the things that you despise? Every year, I try to delegate my filing system, which I have made very simple and easy um, at school. And then I try and delegate my, what is it, my filing system and my communications. So anytime I have a communication with a parent, I CC one of my paras and they put it wherever it needs to go, like to keep track of things. Because I suck at keeping being track of things, so why would I do it if I have a team member who's willing to do it? 
try it, it might work. <clears throat> so usually the things that you don't like doing will coincide with the symptoms that you struggle the most. I would show you what, you know, I'd break the wall there and show you what that looks like, but I don't need to. You know that my stuff isn't organized. It's like a pile of pens over there. There's three water bottles over there. My makeup's in a bin in piles. My clothes are over there in bins. <clears throat> Organization and piling is not a strength of mine. Sorry. <clears throat> what are things that are not strengths of yours? If this is hard to answer, really think about it in what symptoms do you struggle with the most? I'm okay with cognitive flexibility. I'm okay with be working in chaos, which I know is not necessarily an executive function, but I'm good at pretty much like self-regulation emotionally until I get home. Mostly with practice, enunciation on the practice. Ooh, you have to practice. Um, you know, what? And, and who can you delegate these things to? Depending on where you work, I have a team where I work. Do you have a team? Are there other coworkers in your building? Do you need to hire somebody if you're an entrepreneur? Do you need to hire somebody? Maybe you need to hire an assistant. I've been told this a bunch of times. I'm still looking for one. It's a slow process. Next. Cluttered space equals cluttered mind and vice versa. Is your space cluttered? Is your workspace cluttered? Because when I named those things, my workspace is pretty much not cl cluttered. Like, I have a pile of pens. Yes, I have a water bottle. But my workspace is the only space in this area that is decluttered. Because many ADHDers feel they can work in a cluttered environment or a cluttered space, but it's actually a wonderful breeding ground for distraction. I have everything organized in the way that I have it organized. Yes, it's in piles and bins, but it's organized piles. Yes, it's piles of makeup, but they're organized piles. If somebody were to bring something down here that wasn't down here before, instant distraction on where does this stuff need to go. Um, it's actually like, like if you have a cluttered environment, I would say, just reflect on that. Like if your space is cluttered, I would invite you to ask yourself, is your mind cluttered? Reflect on that. Are you overwhelmed? Do you need to empty your brain? Do you need to do brain dump? Um, those types of things. Because again, work is not easy when we're overwhelmed. Our brains are being treated like a file cabinet. Next, are you doing one thing at a time? Multitasking is a myth, and I addressed this in my last episode. Your brain may trick you into thinking that you're getting twice as much done when you're multitasking, but that's a lie. And I'm going to tell you why. When you're multitasking, 
your brain is not fully attentive to one task. You may think you're getting double the amount done, but you're not. You're only getting, your attention's only on, it's on two different things. So it's not 100% on either thing. So you might be getting more of a quantity done, but the quality of your work is probably not so great. Um, really, really doing one thing at a time. That's something that was really hard for me. Really hard. Because I was very used to multitasking before. Next, can you modify your environment in any way to help you? Are there ways you can change your workspace to be not cluttered? Change it to have simpler systems or easier ways to access what you need. Um, use clear bins, maybe with labels on them. That's what I use. Um, do you need less noise? Do you need to move your work area? If you work from home, do you need to move to a different place in the house? Do you need to move to a coffee shop, a library? Do you need to put headphones on in your cubicle? I don't know what your job is. I'm just saying, do you, what do you need? Reflect on that a little bit in the environment. And then, are there ways that you can modify the tasks that you need to do? So, sometimes with my lesson plans, I get really bored doing the same thing over and over and over again every week. So, I make it a game. How different can I make it in the same unit in this amount of time? And it's like a race. And then the dopamine goes and my brain goes. How can you apply that to your job? Um... Can you break down some of the tasks, maybe, into smaller steps? Can you get them done in a different way that works for your brain? I've noticed that I do this podcast in so many different ways. Sometimes I just have an outline. Sometimes I have pages of notes. Sometimes I am able to record it in 20 minutes. Sometimes it takes 30 minutes. It all, it all depends. The next one's kind of harsh, so get ready. Receiving feedback. A lot of times, ADHDers struggle at work because we have a hard time receiving feedback and using it to better ourselves. We often take it as some kind of rejection. We often use it against ourselves, and that doesn't help anybody at all now, does it? Not at all. Um, using the feedback to better our skills takes a lot of practice, so I will make that clear. It does take a lot of practice. Number nine, know your rights. The Americans with Disabilities Act, at least in the United States, wherever you work, it ADHD does fall under the Americans with Disabilities Act. So talk with somebody from HR. Talk with somebody, maybe just do a quick search on the internet and figure out what your rights are because a lot of jobs have accommodations for ADHD. They're not upfront about because it's sometimes harder to provide those. Next, are you using your tools? And this is the last question. 
Are you using your time management tools? Are you externalizing important information? Are you externalizing your nonverbal working memory so that you can remember to do the things you're supposed to? Are you emptying your brain on a regular basis? Are you meeting your basic needs on a regular basis? This is all super important for ADHD and being thriving in the workplace. It just, it just is. So I invite you to feel your emotions instead of avoiding them when you're at work. I invite you to ask for help because asking for help not only will get you some help, but it will also get your boss and coworkers to trust you more because they will, they'll give you bigger projects because they trust you to ask for help if you don't know what you're doing. Be authentic, people. Be authentic. Ask for help if you need help. Don't do it wrong and then feel shame later. That's just, that's so unproductive. Use reusable filing systems. This has saved my life. I don't use <clears throat> a name system anymore in my classroom. I use a number system. Um, I'm not folding anymore, but their numbers matched their cots, matched their cubbies, matched their files so that everything matched. And so I knew everybody had something. Everybody had it. There was a number to everything. So use your tools. For those of you who don't have a job, I have a handful of jobs that are, um, you know, suggested for ADHD. And they are suggested for ADHD because we thrive when we work in chaos. We actually are really good in emergency. Uh, we're creative. And we work well with any schedule that can be modified. Um, and so these jobs fall under one or more of those categories. Entrepreneur. There are so many categories of entrepreneurship. I could be here for days. But that's one of the pros. And it's free scheduling of hours depending on what you decided to do to do from home. Another one is being a teacher or being in childcare. We're just good at caring for others. It's we're, we suck at caring for ourselves. We're good, we are good at caring for others. It's just how it works. Being an EMT, being a journalist. This also involves the dopamine of travel. Coaching, whether that be sports or coaching like ADHD coaching, life coaching, etc. Being a firefighter, being a chef or server, because working in the restaurant industry involves creativity. It's also chaotic, and um, we're really good with customer service. So customer service is also on here. Whether you do it, you know, like that or at home, it that's good for us as long as it's not sitting still. And if so, if it's not sitting still, we're able to make our own hours. Being a nurse being a beautician, being a bartender, again, creativity, flexible hours, or better, some of us are better at night, or we can think better on our feet at night, <clears throat> being a lawyer, we're real good at arguing, and if we can find the facts and learn how to be a lawyer or a doctor, those are really, like a surgeon, those are really, really high, um, high-functioning jobs, just like being a lot of these things, 
but I would say that those are really high, but they provide that uh, constant dopamine. Being a lawyer involves being good at arguing. Being a doctor or a surgeon involves being good with the human body physically. Being a hairdresser, being in anything high-tech, software development, things like that, keeps people's brains moving, engineering, and being a writer. These are all very good jobs, and it's definitely not a limited list of jobs for people with ADHD. It's just a bunch of, it's a handful of jobs that I thought of or found that I agreed with because of the way that our brains work, which is different because we're neurodiverse. That is all I have for this week, my friends. As always, stay authentic, and I will talk.